The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out Head on over to BubbleGenius.com And pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll Featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator this item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Johnny Owl bumped into me in Beverly Hills. And he said if he wanted to talk, he said that you and, and Roth were in on a, a big deal together. And that there was something in it for me if I could help him out. He said that he, he said that you were being tough on the negotiations, but if they could get a little help and close the deal fast, it would be good for the family. You believe that story? He said there was something in it for me on my own. I've always taken care of you, Brad. Taking care of me? You're my kid brother. You take care of me. Did you ever think about that? Did you ever once think about that? Send Fredo off to do this. Send Fredo off to do that. Let Fredo take care of some Mickey Mouse nightclub somewhere. Send Fredo to pick somebody up at the airport. I'm your older brother, Mike, and I was stepped over. That's the way Pop wanted it. It ain't the way I wanted it. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart, and I want the space. Bob Seska! Bob! Bob! The Bob Seska Show! I'm smart and I want the space! God damn it! Oh, hello, hi, how are you? What's happening? Hello, Bob. Hi, Rachel. Uh, today it's uh, Tuesday, January 9, 2017. I almost said 2017. 2018, damn it. I'll be writing 2017 on my checks for the next six months. This is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, and we're brought to you by the best soap in the universe. It is BubbleGenius.com. Okay, it is Trump Crisis Day 355. There's so much to get to. I have a feeling that uh, we're going to have to spit. We're going to have to wheel out the slot machine of insanity today to decide where to go, what to uh, what to talk about first. But before we do all of that, let's do this. Huh? Calling Buzz the Galaxy's greatest hero, skilled, courageous, and ever vigilant, leaping into action, Buzz hurdles to the rescue. His ongoing mission to protect the universe from the dark forces of evil. Yes, it is. These are the adventures of. Buzz of Star Command! And there he is, TV's Buzz Burbank. Hi. No, I'm just the guy in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Welcome, Happy New Year, my friend. Uh, do we thank s- you and Happy New Year to you too? Would, do we? Uh, is that is, st- is that still within protocol to say Happy New Year? I know Larry it, David had some rules about that, but I don't remember it, what they were. Here's my rule: okay. if it's with, if it's within thirty days, and if it's the first time you've encountered that person in the new year, then that one first time, it's okay to say Happy New Year still. By the way, today's show uh, also sponsored by Fusion GPS. If you need <laughs> if you need some bitchin' research, Fusion GPS is the company to go to. We've learned that much yeah. today. Oh my he god. Is, he is Bob Seska. That's B O B C E S C A. I am Buzz Burbank, B U Z Z B U R B A N K. Uh, and we're doing that. We're spelling our names because we've been reading uh the uh, testimony from Fusion GPS. And the founder thereof uh, that was released today was pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, you can call me Bob Seska GPS today, and you'll be Buzz Burbank <laughs> GPS today. We'll just Fine, add we'll GPS just, today. <laughs> we'll all add that to our names. The way uh, Kimberly has added a very stable genius to the middle of her name on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to get to that story, by the way, because of I've, course. Been, I've been dying throughout the weekend to talk about Donald Trump's tweets about how he's a stable genius. And, and, and you know, the, the other thing is uh, I've compiled some... Uh, audio of, of donald trump Wonderful. saying, saying stupid things not i mean not a lot of clips because i know sometimes sometimes he turns stomachs and so i don't want to make people yeah. like violently hurl during the show so no we're, we're strictly going for laughs here we need the comic relief in these otherwise dark times and, <laughs> That's right. and by the way i know there's a lot of stuff you want to ask me today but i i'm asking you if i could submit my answers either in writing or through an affidavit uh <laughs> Because uh-huh. I don't, I don't do well in questioning. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's that's so dumb, and that's just another thing. I mean, what he does time and time again is just illustrate every uh, every takeaway from the Fire and Fury, Foul Flarn, Filth Flarn, Fire and Fury book. Which, uh, uh, thanks to Donald Trump, we now have almost complete confirmation of everything that was written in there. So, yes, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, and, the, and by the way, this is the kind of week that Trump would hate, yeah, uh, because of all the reading involved uh first we had fire and fury and now we're reading uh the the testimony that's right that's right so he's hoping to get someone in there to read all of this crap to him uh his eyes darted around the room i believe are the the words from fire and fury (laughs) right right okay so but i think we should start off with uh this uh fusion gps testimony that was finally released as you know for uh for many many weeks there's been some debate over whether or not uh the judiciary committee and the senate was going to release uh the testimony the transcript from glenn simpson's testimony before uh a closed session and uh it looked initially as if uh chuck grassley who by the way is you remember that cartoon character, the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes cartoon character who said, a whole lot of lumps. That's every time I hear Chuck Grassley talk, I'm thinking of that character with a whole I, lot you of know, lumps. I, I, I thought I knew my Looney Tunes pretty well, but I don't remember that the particular character. Right? I no doubt uh, voiced by Mel Blanc. That's right. And, and it yeah. was one where the guy was asking for more sugar in his coffee, but instead he was getting <laughs> whacked on the head with a giant cartoon-sized mallet. Well, so that's sure, because what... that gag never gets old. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the voice is so Chuck Grassley. But nevertheless, so Chuck Grassley said initially that he'd be okay with releasing the transcript as long as Fusion GPS was okay with it and the other committee right. members were okay with it. Well, the other committee members said, okay, sure, 
great. Yeah, we can release right. this transcript and Fusion GPS said, oh, sure, great. Release the transcript. No problem. And then suddenly mm-hmm. Chuck Grassley goes, Duh. it had even already been redacted uh, when yeah. uh, when this issue came up again. And Chuck Grassley had promised his constituents on video at a town hall meeting last, uh, you know, in, or this year earlier mm-hmm. uh, that he promised in that town hall. We've seen it on tape promising that he would release those documents. He saw no reason why he couldn't, and now and now he's found a reason. That's exactly right. Well, now he's found a reason because it's been taken out of his hands. Right. Uh, yesterday, uh, Greg Sargent at the Washington Post kind of hypothesized the idea that some they can pull a Mike Gravel. In fact, Rachel Maddow talked through uh-huh. this whole thing, uh, did a deep yeah. dive into Mike Gravel, who was a, a, an Alaska senator and kind of a crackpot. But during the Pentagon Papers, which is timely given the uh, release of the movie The Post by uh, Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks uh-huh. and Meryl Streep, that uh, Mike Gravel decided, here's what I'm going to do in order to get the Pentagon Papers out onto the public record. I'm going to start reading the Pentagon Papers before my subcommittee on buildings and grounds. Grounds. Right. <laughs> he was right. the chairman of the subcommittee on buildings and grounds in the uh, under the uh, public works uh, committee. And right. so uh, he went ahead and did that. And and that was how the Pentagon Papers actually ended up getting released. I mean, there's a longer mm-hmm. story, which you'll have to watch uh, Rachel for. And I'm sure you saw that, but right. uh, yes. involving uh, Mike Ravel and getting that stuff out there. But that's finally how it went out. So Greg Sargent hypothesized, well, why doesn't people in the Senate, why don't people, Democrats in the Senate release the uh, the transcript of the Fusion GPS testimony the same way? And I guess he had heard through his sources that that was sort of in the works, some sort of end around uh, Chuck Grassley uh, was going to happen. And then, so finally that happened today. It was within, what, 24 hours of Greg <laughs> yeah, Sargent less. releasing that article. So it was seriously, I mean, a round of applause for Greg Sargent and, uh, and Rachel Maddow for nailing that story. And Diane Feinstein for releasing that document by making the end run around uh, Grassley and the others and uh, releasing. And it wasn't just Grassley, I think, who objected. It was mm-hmm. uh, He was obviously one of the key deciders as to whether or not uh, that uh, Simpson testimony would be released. But, uh, but it was Feinstein who said, you know, we're, we're not waiting. She took the suggestion. Uh, that had been made publicly and within 18 hours uh, released it. There's a whole other question, I think, Buzz, having to do with why these Republican senators and Republican members of Congress are just bending over backwards to defend Donald Trump, almost to the point of, of, of kind of lining up with the White House staff as far as their sycophancy. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, you know, right there with the Fox News Channel in terms of just fluffing Trump every chance they get. And, I, right, you right. know, we've had obviously lots of speculation as to why. And, and I think some of us kind of understand why, which right. has to do with Compromat, possibly RNC uh, documents in, being stolen by the Russians, possibly. In some cases, certainly that's been raised in the uh, situation of Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Uh, I think that the vast majority of people believe uh, they've got something on him, which is why uh, uh, he's uh, taken uh, the the stand that he has uh, mm-hmm. in this investigation. As I've said before, as many have said before, the Republicans are going to hang on to this bus as long as they can uh, to further this agenda that they have pursued so passionately. Yep. And, and perhaps that is what has blinded them to what's happening uh, around them. If there's anything astounding about their clinging to Trump, it is that they don't apparently see what's happening around them, or they intend to follow off the cliff uh, the Trump White House, because (laughs) that's where this is headed in. So they're either knowingly headed for extinction, 
mm-hmm. or or they're blinded to it by their lust and greed for these things they have pursued so long. Yeah, you know, something tells me that they're that some of them are just comfortable being a minority party, being the opposition <laughs> party, and they would yeah. much rather be back to that. It's much easier the, for them to snipe than it is for them to actually govern, isn't it? It's it's our new third party, the contrarian party. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But anyway, I mean, uh, God bless the United States. And God bless the United States. Right, for, for having, right. having a system where the minority party in the Senate, uh, in this case, Dianne Feinstein, of uh, of California releasing this transcript to the public, uh, and, and I'm not sure exactly how that was done. Whether she used yeah. some sort of parliamentary procedure to get it out there, we're just all knocked out that it's there. And I, so, and of course, this happens this, Buzz, like an hour yeah. and a half before we're ready to do the right, show. We're like, oh right. my god, we're gonna read 300 pages of testimony before the right. show. Right, and 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 honestly, we we haven't made it through it yet. And and no. I'm sure a lot of analysis uh, will be done by people who have teams of researchers uh, between now and. <laughs> this evening <laughs> yeah. uh but for now this is all we have to go on uh it, it was uh, shocking news for it to come out and it's like it's a little like the i love lucy episode where she's <laughs> on the assembly line for chocolates because we've got we've got the the fusion gps testimony we've got uh we've got uh, trump uh, maybe testify or you know uh, being interviewed by robert Mueller. uh we've got the republican campaign to try to stop all of this and it just keeps coming. It's hard to write a newscast uh, because the chocolates keep coming down the assembly line faster than I can box them. That's right. It's this, right? This, yeah. is, this is us trying to get ready for the, uh, right. the show with the testimony out there. <laughs> Spinning those plates, grabbing those chocolates as they come off the assembly line, right? Uh, so the first big news right out of the shoot. So we've been trying to compile as many takeaways from this uh, this transcript right, as we can. Right. And, and as I have said, a couple. Right. There are many, many more still to come, I'm sure, mm-hmm, which we'll, uh, mm-hmm. we'll certainly cover on Thursday's show, too. But the first big news, there was a government informant inside the Trump organization Wrong. who reported money laundering to the FBI. That's... That's a big deal right there because, yeah, I mean, yeah. on several level bu- levels, Buzz, because, um, I mean, the one that I love the most, whenever a story like this comes out, and we've had similar stories in recent weeks where we've heard about informants, people turning on Trump, people inside the Trump administration turning on right. Trump. Uh, right. what, what makes me so happy about this story is I know that it's got to drive Trump nuts. Like trying to figure out who's the traitor, who's the turncoat. And then, you know, because he's an idiot, he's off on some wild goose chase trying to find the traitor in his organization and then missing all kinds of other things and, and, and derping his way into new scandals. And it's just this is not the kind of position. Trump can't be the plate spinning guy. He's no good at that. (laughs) He's no good at doing that thing. And so when he does, it always leads to disaster. But I just, I love the idea of just making steam shoot out of his ears like Uncle Fester. And and it will. I've had occasion to work with such a person. And uh, (laughs) it's... And and it is how they react. It, yeah. it is precisely how they react. And and we know from we believe from what we have read uh, that it is how Donald Trump reacts. And That's right. I, you know, I so absolutely it is interesting though. At the same, 
moment, and we were talking about chocolates coming out the assembly line, simultaneous to this uh, testimony being released today, the Glenn Simpson testimony uh, regarding, and again, uh, everybody knows, I guess, Fusion GPS hired Christopher Steele. He put together the dossier that has provided some interesting reading uh, for uh, the Russia investigators, yep. and, and uh, they want to get to the bottom of it. Uh, Republicans trying to discredit it, uh, Democrats trying to find out more about it, and this uh, testimony uh, from Glenn Simpson that was just released today uh, goes a long way uh, toward that. Uh, yeah. Really uh, astounding events. And at the mm -hmm. same time, that's all going on. Trump, meanwhile, is uh, saying, hey, uh, you want to make a deal on Dreamers? Uh <laughs> I got a I got a deal on DACA here for you if, you, if you're interested. And and at the same time, uh, you have the Republican pushback. Uh, the Republican legislators trying to discredit it all. And and the hilarious part, I think, the part that you and I uh, get the Schadenfreude from, mm -hmm. is uh, it's not working. It's uh, they every time they try to uh, discredit the investigation, something like this testimony gets released and shoots down their conspiracy theory oh yeah 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 and that's what's so great about it too on that level too where you know they've been trying to make this big deal about the origin of the dossier and the origin right. of where fusion gps was getting its financing and right you know uh and and this is this is getting <laughs> rapidly debunked as we speak which is great right. because what are they going to move on to next well i think the next step is the deep state coup which they've already started oh, yeah, on, on yeah they they, lines, they but, have started that well what did you i what did you get out of the dossier i'm sorry of the uh, uh, Glenn Simpson testimony that you and I were reading, uh, okay. racing up to showtime. Yeah. Uh, what, what sort of things did you draw from that? Well, the, the one thing I saw right off the bat was it said here, during his testimony, Simpson's detailed ways that money had been stolen from a bank in Kazakhstan, then mm -hmm. laundered through multiple countries before being funneled in part to the Trump Soho Hotel Project. That's... I think, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't that also, no, does that involve, no, I don't think that involves Jared Kushner. Is Kushner somehow involved in Trump Soho? I seem to think I, that he is, but I, I might be wrong not, on that. I, you know, beyond his affiliation with the organization, I I, yep. I do not know. But, I, and you're exactly right about what you've said. I would like to put it in a broader context is I've been reading a lot about mobsters. Uh, that's yeah. that's the, mo, uh, organized crime, both Italian mafia and Russian uh, mob. Right. Uh, I have been mentioned in what we've read so far in connection with Donald Trump uh, in. Uh, and when I say in connection, I mean, in very clear connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of Fusion GPS's sources has already mm. been killed, apparently, uh, because of the public release of the dossier, which is uh, which is fascinating. And and on another wow. hand, not all that surprising, given what no. uh, we know about Vladimir state? Putin. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. his, uh, his it, MO. It's interesting. I, it, this, among the things that I learned is that uh, Russia spoke very freely about its operations and its involvement with Donald Trump until that story broke in the United States. So it yep. was easy for Fusion GPS uh, and its investigators and it's the, the law firm with which it was affiliated, its investigators, to, to gather a lot of, of information before the Russians clammed up, which they did when, when that story broke. Uh, and the other thing I drew, and this was the, the basis for my little joke at the beginning about being sponsored by Fusion GPS. <laughs> I'm serious. They're, these guys are good. Uh, if you read this thing, You'll want to hire them, uh, whether you're being sued or you have a, and if you have any kind of problem with Russia, these yep. are <laughs> these are the folks to call. Uh, and and if you have any doubt about their ethics, their morality, 
their impartiality. Uh, all you have to do, I think, is read this testimony and uh, compare it to the kinds of things you've been hearing from the White House and from Trump. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll find Fusion GPS and Glenn Simpson's testimony extremely credible. You mean Glenn Simpson isn't constantly repeating himself and going back over his electoral <laughs> college margin? I, I, that sounds crazy to me. Doesn't everyone talk like that? I think everyone talks like that. Wow, I, yeah. And in Fire and Fury, which I'm also about halfway through, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's one of the things he, he mentioned is that uh, according to interviews he conducted, and I have something else to say about this too, but according to interviews that he'd conducted, uh, Trump would repeat himself the same story uh, several times uh, within 30 minutes. And yeah. they say the frequency of this has increased to the point that he'll repeat the same story several times in 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. So it's it's almost as if uh, the picture is being painted of deterioration here. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there was another uh, a Trump quote that's been floating around. Oh, right right here okay i've got it right here in front of me just this happened is, to him. yeah this is from this morning's uh, daca meeting uh with uh, the democrats and, and republicans in the uh, cabinet room he uh, trump said here this is word for word quote i think a clean daca bill to me is a daca bill but we take care of the eight hundred thousand people but i think to me a clean bill is a bill of daca we can take care of them and we also <laughs> take care of security <laughs> so he's not repeating himself he's not deranged at all he's not uh, losing his marbles. And, his his and burger some, isn't and, slipping off the bun, is it? And, and someday, and he does eat burgers, but someday yep. this document, those words will be stored somewhere with the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> That's right. God damn it. Yeah. God, God <laughs> yeah. damn yeah. it. God damn it. Right. <sighs> Fusion began its work by looking into Trump's bankruptcies and taxes, which makes right. a lot of sense. That was right. one of the things we learned today. But but going back to what you were saying about organized crime, lots of lots of appearances of, by Felix Sater in uh, in this mm -hmm. testimony. That's oh yeah, I started seeing names that I recognized. Yeah, and again to clarify, uh, Fusion GPS was hired in the first place uh, by a party that wanted uh, just to, just to know about Trump's. Uh, background. They had a suspicion yeah. that maybe he was worth more money than he claimed, certainly more than he'd be claiming on his taxes. And yep. a, number, a number of people were interested in that. And uh, so that was the original assignment, just find out about his finances. And that led this research firm around the world. And uh, with the help of a lot of other good people, yeah. Uh, they found a lot of information. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I think the main thing Trump's going to get nailed for is money laundering. I think that's, yeah, uh, as far as be, Mueller's yeah. purview, I think money laundering is going to be the main group of charges. If if Trump is actually, in fact, charged by the grand jury, uh, it's it's going to be money laundering as, as the primary set of charges, then it's going to be obstruction of justice. And then, honestly, right. I think conspiracy. There may be one conspiracy charge, but, I mean, they really don't need it. I mean, as No, they seen, don't need it. I Obstruction yeah. alone would be enough, and they have already got him on that. I'm I'm certain of it. And and uh, and now it appears that that they may they're very close. At least we must say to to getting him on money laundering. Yep. Uh, that would just that would be the the icing on the cake at that point. And I think we're all still feeling what we've been feeling for a while. Frankly, is that uh, we don't want to rush Mr. Mueller because <laughs> we know he's doing everything exactly the right way, and for that we are extremely grateful because it's <laughs> yeah. very important that we get this right at the same time hurry hurry please hurry he's wrecking everything yeah oh my god you have no idea 
it, it is we're at the point we're i guess we're far beyond the point of this being a crisis i mean i've been talking about the trump presidency as being a crisis well now right. we're really starting to hit it where right. it's really seeming to get uh way way out of control and i think we've been hearing more about that through this uh through this book they were gonna hear they've talked about yeah and they've talked about the dark cloud of the white house and so yeah. what you're saying and and i'm a, i'm illustrating that in a way is now we're starting to see lightning mm-hmm. now we're little flashes of lightning here and there a storm is a brewing and uh we're seeing it build uh, that dark cloud is turning into a storm well so here's what uh, fusion gps said about felix sater and trump's relationship to felix sater this is just one of the many takeaways involving felix sater here you remember felix sater is the guy who uh who did some jail time he's linked to the russian mob he stabbed a guy in the throat with a what, what did Mart- we decide? Uh, was a martini the stem? Stuff? The stem of a mar- broken martini glass. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Jesus That's which Christ. is just the coolest mob bar fight in New York <laughs> weapon you could use. <laughs> right. Stabbed a guy in the face, I believe, or neck. Face. I thought it was face, but maybe neck, uh, which would could be fatal. But with a with the broken stem of a martini glass. Oh, you're right. It was the face. The, he stabbed yeah. a guy in the. face face jesus yeah. christ all right yeah but so that's a, uh, that's a mean guy <laughs> right so okay so asked about trump's relationship with felix Sater, this is the uh, response from uh from yes. gps well uh, somewhat analogous to the browder situation i found it notable this was something he didn't want to talk about and testified under oath he wouldn't know and he being trump wouldn't uh, know felix if he ran into him in the street that was not true he knew him well and in fact continued to associate with him long after he learned of Felix's organized crime ties. And there uh, you go, right? That, that, you know, I, I so many things come up and that's, this is one of them. I hear that and I go, okay, case closed. We got it. You, right. know, it, you know, we got him. We got him. That's right. That's right. He says here, we as a company began to look at where his money came from. Uh, uh-huh. He raised a lot of questions. Some of the money was from Kazakhstan. I mean, that was one of the things that, uh, yeah, that's one of the first things we mentioned here, this well, bank in Kazakhstan. Who, who doesn't have money? from Kazakhstan. <laughs> That's right, Borat. Uh, this suit is not black. Uh, Simpsons work for the Wall Street Journal included uh, Russian mob activities. That's an interesting little detail that that yes. gives Fusion more uh, credibility on this. Yeah, he, he really knew his stuff. He really did. Yeah, yeah. It says here from the beginning of this, uh, from from the very beginning of this organized crime was Russian organized crime was a focus of interest. Okay, I covered mm-hmm. extensively at the Wall Street Journal. I wrote a series of front page articles about various corrupt politicians from Russia, oligarchs, and one of the things that I wrote was the connections between Western politicians and Russian business figures. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was sort of an amateur student of the subject, and I had written about some of these same Russian crime figures, you know, years earlier in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and various frauds and things they were involved in. As it happens, Felix Sater was, you know, connected to the same Russian crime family that was at issue in the Prevazon case, which is right, the yeah. dominant Russian crime family in Russia and has a robust U.S presence etc 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 of course we remember uh, Prevazon from our Rachel Maddow uh, deep dives Prevazon 
Brevizon was uh, one of the reasons why the Magnitsky Act came about. There was a oh, serious man. tax fraud scandal inside the uh, inside Russia involving Brevizon Holdings, and they were represented inside the United States. The American government went after Brevizon for for fraud. The Previz- was, I, I don't know if it was a bank per se, but they handled dirty Russian money. Basically, is what they did. Exactly right. So I think as a result of this transcript getting out there, we're going to hear more about Brevizon uh, Holdings, uh, and so they were Brevizon was represented in the United States by a, a law firm called Baker Hostetler. See, I'm, I'm yanking this stuff right out of my brain. See, uh, legal weed in California does not hurt your brain, folks. Uh, so <laughs> what happened was uh, they hired Baker Hostetler, and Baker Hostetler right. hired uh, a little outfit called Fusion GPS. Uh-huh. And so that is kind of, that's that's the weird link. When the Republicans talk about Hillary Clinton being somehow linked to the right. dossier and to, when Trump says that there was collusion between Hillary and and russia this is kind of what he's he's getting at even though it's so ridiculous that somehow they're able to draw between prevazon holdings and hillary clinton who are separated by what must be five dozen hops along the you know whatever 25 degrees of right of Prevazon holding, but if it, would it connects on it connects on Hannity's chart, so that's really all you need to know. <laughs> that's that's right. Uh, well, there is. I mean, ultimately, there is no connection other than right, uh, Fusion right. GPS working independently for this organization for Baker Hosteller, and at the same time, Fusion GPS working for initially the Washington Examiner was it, and then. I think the DNC picked up the financing after that. But these, uh, these folks are mostly reporters and they get help from investigators who work for law firms. So in all cases, uh, n- nobody's going into this with any kind of an agenda. Yeah. They, uh, they're very objective about their work. They want the truth because they work for people who need to know the truth to make certain decisions. And mm-hmm. uh, they've proven to be very good at that and, and very good at, at maintaining that level of ethics. Yeah. Uh, this is, it looks like a very clean operation to me. And, and I also noticed in reading the testimony that there was an eagerness on Glenn Simpson's part, the founder of G- Fusion GPS. It was an eagerness on his part to get to the good stuff. Yeah. And, and they put him off a couple of times. They uh, say, well, well, we'll get back to that. Let's, let's just talk in general terms right now. Uh, it's interesting how that interview was handled as well well there was one other thing that i you know i just happened to scroll right to this i just sort of uh, i was trying to just get a, a skimming of the uh, of the transcript and i happened mm-hmm. to b- bump right into this one mm-hmm. about trump's sweatshops but hey there's a surprise donald trump ran some sweatshops in uh, in impoverished nations uh for example it says here in the uh transcript for example we were interested, this is Fusion GPS, we were interested in the fact that the Trump family was selling merchandise under the Trump brand inside the United States that was made in sweatshops in both <laughs> Asia and South America, or Latin America, they say here. Right. Right. So uh, there's, there's an interesting little detail that Trump was actually <laughs> engaging in the benefits of NAFTA. It's it's ironic and it's interesting and it's not surprising. It's all of those things, but yeah. it, it, to me, uh, the important thing is is really the Russia investigation, which uh, uh, you know it, I think literally trumps a- anything else that he does. Uh, this is of all the news, this is still the top story in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. So, were there any? I mean, before we take a break, was there any uh, other takeaways? Did, were there anything uh, that you saw in the transcript uh, that we should get to now before we uh, 
before we step away off of this uh, particular topic? No. I don't think we have anything else because we had so little time no. to go through it. Yeah, yeah, that's all we've seen so far. I will say that I got a little confused when I first started reading it. Uh, when I came to Prevazon, I had sort of forgotten what that was about, mm. and but it reminded me I hadn't taken my medication this morning. So <laughs> take, yeah. Take, Take two Prevazon and call me tomorrow. I mean, I had to refresh my memory on Prevazon Holdings by going right. back to an yeah. article that I wrote. <laughs> so many names. I know. Yeah, I, I've done that. I've had to research myself. Uh, but, but yeah, it's there were so many names, and, you know, you know some of them. Uh, some you have to look up yeah. to be reminded of who they are. Right. Uh, but you, you get through it. And and Fire and Fury wasn't isn't an easy read either, I'll say. Oh at yeah, certain points at certain points. But the, I mean, what a what a fucking page turner that thing is. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it'll keep you from getting sleep because you're having too much fun reading it. Yeah, right, right, right. So, uh, so yeah, so no, Prevazon Prevazon Holdings. Just in case you need to know, Prevazon <laughs> Holdings was uh, was eventually what led to the Magnitsky Act because uh, Sergei Magnitsky was the one who was investigating Prevazon, and that's how he ended up in prison and being mm-hmm. killed while in prison. And then that's what gave us uh, the Obama administration, in fact, gave us the Global Magnitsky Act, and that was passed. as a, and, as and that's why we can't adopt Russian babies anymore. <laughs> that's right, which the Magnitsky Act was a bunch of sanctions against Russia, right. including uh, Prevazon. So ask your doctor if Prevazon is right for you. Yeah, you know, that's so funny. It sounds exactly like the next, uh, it does. The next wonder drug that's going to make you constipate and your eyes are going to start bleeding or something. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it is a brand new year, which means brand new mem- menus from <laughs> Blue Apron, my favorite food mm. in the world. Blue Apron, uh, you know, one of the great things about Blue Apron is, you know, you set out to, to make a great uh, meal for, for dinner, and you're always, and this is always what happens to me, there's always one key ingredient that you just don't have. Ah, shit, right. I, you know, it's like something simple, like uh, like pepper, you know, oh, I forgot, I forgot the damn pepper, I'm, we're out of pepper. But, of course, uh, Blue Apron makes that really easy because they include all of the pre-portioned ingredients right there. So it's it's really and, and quite literally foolproof for idiots like me. What I like best about Blue Apron, though, is that instead of burgers for dinner, I might have seared steaks with a thyme pan sauce, mashed potatoes, green beans, and crispy shallots. Oh, and I, I can make it perfectly buzz myself in under 45 minutes. And without wasting any food and without having to go to the store, I like a variety of Blue Apron. I get my choice of a dozen new recipes every week right to my door. This month and next, Blue Apron is uh, teaming up with Whole30 to bring you the healthy, delicious foods that fit the Whole30 diet. One with a Mexican flair. Hmm. No GMOs, no hormones, and for under 10 bucks a person. And Blue Apron has a meal plan that fits you, even one that includes a monthly bottle of wine from renowned winemakers. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. I can't wait to try the uh, spiced pork and Korean rice cakes with baby bok choy, the vegetable fried rice with togarashi peanuts. See, that was the first time I saw that phrase, togarashi <laughs> peanuts, and I'm, I'm glad I nailed it. Yeah. Uh, and two approved by Whole30, the chicken with kale orange salad and the seared steaks with warm lemon salsa verde with uh, roasted broccoli and sweet potato. Go to blueapron.com slash B-O-B-C. Check out the menus and get $30 off your first order and with free shipping. It's a great feeling to make incredible affordable meals at home when the food and recipes come from Blue Apron. That's blueapron.com slash B-O-B-C. Write that down right now. Bookmark it. Blueapron.com slash B-O-B-C. Blue Apron, it's a better way to cook. The Bob Seska Show.
America Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It's gorillas from the Gorilla I, Channel. I love them. <laughs> I know, me too. No, I mean, I love the group. It's, I know where you're going with this, but I love this group. Right. And, and of course, the funniest thing in the world in the last uh, four or five days is the uh, right. that parody of the uh, Fire and Fury book involving the Gorilla Channel, which is completely believable. I mean, I know a lot of people were fooled by that uh you know, I started. I started to. I started to buy it, and when they got to the part about seventeen times a day, I said, "Wait a minute." <laughs> yeah. And 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 the other thing, it, it's really treacherous out there, especially on Twitter. I've noticed mm-hmm. it is getting harder, even for a trained professional such as myself, getting harder to distinguish a real from parody because some of the parodies look so real. Yeah, uh, it's easy to fall for them. And, that's how rumors get started. So, yeah, and that's exa- you know that's exactly what happened with the, uh, the the story about the Gorilla Channel uh, that that really <laughs> wasn't in the book Fire and Fury, but uh, some prankster on the internet made it appear that it was, and a lot of people bought it. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I'm surprised Donald Trump didn't tweet about it. The fake news he lets fly. It's the it's the real news that he calls fake news. <laughs> uh, you should have that figured out by now. Yeah, well, of course the the whole idea behind this Gorilla Channel thing is it's completely in keeping with what we've known and what yeah. we've been reading about Donald Trump. It's no right. surprise. If this was actually right. true, I don't think anyone would be uh, completely surprised by, by the news. And then, of no. course, Trump goes on Twitter and confirms every <laughs> damn takeaway from uh, the Fire and Fury book. Here, here were his big three tweets from the weekend, just as okay. a matter of course here. Now that Russian collusion, after one year of intense study, has proven to be a total hoax on the American public, the Democrats mm-hmm. and their lapdogs, the fake news, fake news mainstream media are taking out the old Ronald Reagan playbook and screaming mental stability and intelligence. Now, if we remember our history correctly, mm-hmm. This is a terrible example because Reagan actually did have dementia (laughs) quite badly, even by his reelect, which was 1984, like just, you know, three, four years into his presidency, he was already experiencing the the symptoms of that. So good job, Donald Trump, comparing yourself to someone who actually had severe Alzheimer's. Funny funny joke, orange face. (laughs) Then he continues here saying, actually, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being, like, really smart. And and for some reason, this is one of Donald Trump's glitches. He always throws in like before saying that he's really smart. (laughs) I don't know what goes round and round those (laughs) tiny gears in his head, uh, but, you know, it just... It, it doesn't matter. I mean, there are, there are a lot of possible answers for why he does that, but yeah. uh, none of them are good explanations. Uh, <laughs> no. None of them justify uh, what, what he's doing. It, it, what the book seems to confirm is that he's every bit the simpleton that we think he is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you want a good laugh, uh, look up his hair, uh, the, the <laughs> writing about how how his hair is prepared each day. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, that's that's why he doesn't get down to the office till around eleven. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I, mean, I finally. I, I you know it's funny. Right before that came out, I kind of figured it out because there was a picture of him getting wind gusted, and his uh-huh. hair was was in a weird, almost like a like a pompadour kind of shape. But you could see through it enough to know where the actual hair was and where well, the big swirly comb over goes. I- Ivanka talked about it in an interview yeah. and, and said, you know, he has this sort of, I guess uh, she didn't use these words, but uh, we're all familiar with the sort of the horseshoe of hair around a guy, a balding guy's head. Yeah. Well, Trump has that and it's it's really long mm-hmm. and it gets combed <laughs> in different directions to cover 
the bald head, and then they spray the hell out of it with uh, right. some kind of uh, spray cement. Plus, and, he's got uh, that, he had that uh, scalp reduction surgery where he had that strip of uh, of hair plugs uh-huh, put in uh-huh. right along the front. So when he right. when his hair blows back, they 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 implanted a hairline, but even if there's nothing behind it. <laughs> <laughs> and and Ivanka also talked about how he how he gets that color. <laughs> she oh, said yeah. he, he uses just for men, but he's impatient. It was a shocker. He's impatient, <laughs> so he he washes it out too soon, and that's what leaves him with that sort of orangish blonde color. Oh God, yeah. And so it's completely bald on this top, is, and then there's just as you said, there's like a ring of hair. And this that- is the leader of the free world. <laughs> Taking all that time with that ridiculous yeah. goddamn hair. Yeah. Uh, see, that, that's always been the main thing for me. And I know it's facile and silly yeah, to talk about is. his hair in a certain way. But I always go back to that. Like someone who looks at himself in the mirror and goes, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> looking like that with the hair like that. That's someone who has some deeply skewed judgment going on. <laughs> He's yeah, and, checking and himself pri- out like and, that, and priorities and and yeah. uh, insecurities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and all this is just evident. It's just it, all it is. It's two things. It it's it's evidence that he's exactly the kind of tool we think he is, <laughs> and and it's also it also gives us the comic relief that we need to get through. Yeah. Some very dark stuff here. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, d- d- make no mistake, democracy is at stake here, and a lot of us are truly frightened about what might happen next. I don't see any way at this point of avoiding a constitutional crisis. Yeah. I don't see a way this could go uh, that that isn't going to happen, and yeah. those are going to be some dark days. It'll be good to be rid of Trump, hopefully, mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, but it, they will still be dark days. But it, yeah, I mean, I think we need to all get ready for that eventuality. I think that's absolutely yeah. something that's going to happen before Trump leaves office. There will be some serious constitutional crisis where it'll be uh, the executive branch pitted against the legislative branch and the judicial branch, for that matter. And I think it's the and, judicial branch the, that's going to cause most trouble for Trump, uh, at least in the in the near term. And the civil war in which this is based uh, will get worse. I mean, uh, even if Trump is removed from office, uh, in many ways, on the the streets and villages of America, the battle (laughs) will have just begun. That's right. So getting back to these tweets here, Crooked Hillary Clinton also played these cards very hard, the mental stability (laughs) thing. Uh, He continues here, as everyone knows, went down in flames. I went from very successful businessman to top TV star to president of the United States and in parentheses on my first try. All right, let's talk about that for a second. Does he think we're playing shoots and ladders? (laughs) I don't understand why. You know, and 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 what president of the United States brags about being on TV? Yeah, he's. Oh, look, I was on TV. Well, you know what? These days, everyone's on fucking TV. You know, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, you've been on TV a bunch of times. I, a little, yeah, so, well, I have. Sure, I, include that in your profile on Twitter. Why don't? Why don't you? <laughs> I'm I'm a t- I'm a major TV star, Bob. <laughs> So, but here's the, I mean, saying that he won the presidency on his first try is just absolute bullshit. This is Trump obviously lying. It's not true. He ran for president in 2000 in the, uh, what was it? The reform party. I mean, there, there are pictures and there are speeches and there are, there's text and there's news reports of Trump running for president in the year 2000. So that was dumb. And then of course, if you look back at the time, yeah, this time. 
Yeah, this time he used the escalator. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and then the previous three presidents, Obama won on his first try. George right, W. Right. Bush ran, ran and won on his first try. Bill uh-huh. Clinton ran and won on his first try. Not so yeah. sure about H.W. Bush. No, it was his second try, H.W. Bush. Oh, okay. And then uh, Reagan, I think it was also Reagan's second attempt so you know maybe there's something there for trump to talk about as far as reagan goes but of course he doesn't go there because trump is a goddamn idiot uh (laughs) so anyways he concludes here by saying i think that would qualify as not smart but genius and a very stable genius at that right so of course donald trump's a very stable genius which the the very fact of having to say that proves that he's not right anyone who says that is not anyone you know you have to ask yourself, what's wrong with a person who would say such a thing? And yeah. you have your answer. Well, I mean, here's some things to illustrate how stable, how, how much of a stable genius Donald Trump actually is. This is Donald Trump oh, good. talking about uranium. You know what uranium is, right? It's a thing called nuclear weapons and other things, like lots of things are done with uranium, including some bad things. <laughs> he is so smart, isn't he? I'm just blown away by the raw intelligence right there as explained by uh, like a third grader <laughs> right here's another gem this was right before the election uh in in 2016 this is donald trump uh, reminding people to get out the vote make sure you get out and vote november 28th on november 28th <laughs> which was 20 days after the actual election uh obviously didn't hurt him though uh, this is Donald Trump uh, repeatedly saying, believe me, over and over again, because he never repeats himself, does he? All talk, no action. Believe me. And believe me, that's why I'm going to be elected president, folks. Believe me. Believe me. Believe me. <laughs> he may be the worst thing to ever happen to Israel. Believe me. Believe me. Believe me. Believe me. Believe me. Oh, believe me. Believe yeah. me. Okay, there you go. So that's wow. uh, Trump repeating himself. We, we had an example earlier from the uh, DACA. A discussion this morning and generally in much the same way as someone would say that they're uh you know a stable genius and when they're not <laughs> uh they say believe me when you shouldn't <laughs> and generally right. uh, seriously and, and not as a joke uh just about everything trump has said attached to the words believe me have been completely untrue i mean is there anything he ever says that makes conditions better for him and his presidency i mean that's the question it's not so much of in terms he of when he so. yeah it's not so much in terms of when he says something that that either deliberately or inadvertently sabotages himself it's about when he doesn't i think we should start looking at those examples when he's <laughs> not sabotaging himself because that those examples i think will be much harder to find uh meanwhile we have uh donald trump this is a classic of donald trump uh Good. being asked about the nuclear triad what is the nuclear triad mr trump the three legs of the triad though do you have a priority because i want to go to senator rubio well, I, after I think- that I think him. to me, Luke, nuclear is just the, the power, the devastation is very important to me. <laughs> That's right. What a smart uh-huh. answer. What is it's a great answer from a smart, stable genius. Uh, and finally, this is Donald Trump and his his favorite phrase in the entire world. My theme today is five words under budget and ahead of schedule. That's what we did under budget and ahead of schedule. Yeah, that'd be six words. <laughs> Under budget and head of schedule is not five words. It is 
six. He's six doing words. his best. That's that's <laughs> that's the that's what that's the takeaway from this. He's doing the best that he can. That's right. Yeah, he has the best words. Buzzing. I know words. I have the best words. I literally mean that he can't do any better. I think he's going to sign an executive order any day now, declaring all numbers above five to be irrelevant. <laughs> so that'll help him. That'll be a big advantage for Donald Trump once that goes through. All right, one last break, and we'll get into uh, some more stupid Watergate right after these words. <laughs> You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius. Doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Welcome back to the show. The Amazon link is back at BobSeska.com. Just use our link to go to Amazon.com, and it costs you nothing extra, and we get a small commission from everything you buy. Thank you in advance for doing that. That's all. I have nothing else to say about the Amazon link at this point. This is really all you need to know. I know. Please, please go use it. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm saying. Just click on that link. It's just beneath the logo at BobSuska.com. And then market use it always and forever. That's right. You can go shopping until you're dropping through that link. We can't say anything further. <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, speaking of people who can't say anything further, Stephen Miller uh, <laughs> went into complete meltdown on CNN. Not only uh, did he get uh, completely cut off by Jake Tapper, uh, but he also refused to leave the studio after the segment was over. Uh, Stephen Miller. And his uh, lifeless eyes, his doll lifeless eyes, <laughs> black eyes, like a doll's eyes, like a doll's uh-huh. eyes, yeah, yeah. So, but this was a great uh, little piece of audio here. Um, on Saturday, President Trump put out a series of tweets trying to defend himself f- on this issue of fitness, and he said, "Quote." Actually, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being, like, really smart. (laughs) Crooked Hillary Clinton also played these cards very hard and, as everyone knows, went down in flames. I went from very successful businessman to top TV star to president of the United States on my first try. I think that would qualify as not smart but genius and a very stable genius at that. Do you think tweets like that help or hurt the cause that the president is stable and up for the job? Well, how do you think Stephen Miller's going to answer that question? Yeah. Yeah. Let's find out. Not only do I think they help it, but I think in the toxic environment that you've created here in CNN and cable news, which is a real crisis of legitimacy for your network. You know what? I got to stop him right here. Please, Stephen Miller, if you're listening to this podcast, and I doubt you are, but if you are, uh, please keep encouraging him to do crap like this because 
Yeah, I mean, because, you know, as you were saying earlier in the show, Buzz, and, and, and one thing that, that keeps rattling around in my head g- continuously is that imagine how much worse off we'd be if if we had a president who was doing all of the Trump things in terms of executive orders and in terms of mm-hmm. legislation, but actually who wasn't insane at the same right. time. What you're saying is what if we had a president who committed all these same crimes but was good at it? Yeah, exactly, exactly right. But instead we get Donald Trump and the people around him who, <laughs> you know, if we believe what's in the book, if we believe what's in uh, uh, Fire and Fury, we believe that that his people are stabbing him in the back while at the same time publicly uh, encouraging him to keep going. And as we know... Trump gets all of his information from Fox News Channel. So everything right. that Trump is learning about, even what's going on in the next room, is being filtered back to him through the lens of Fox News Channel. So he I don't I wonder if Trump even realizes that all these people are at one on one hand complimenting him and encouraging him to keep being Trump, like let yeah. Trump be Trump, but at the same time behind the scenes telling reporters on and off the record that Trump is uh, is just a mess. He's just a, a bomb waiting to explode. And, uh, and Fox, Fox News Channel, is running the United States. Yeah. Uh, they say something, and he tweets about it 10 minutes later. Exactly right. So here, uh, let's get back to Stephen Miller here, encouraging Trump's worst instincts. And we saw it, of course, with the extremely fake news you reported about the Don Jr. and WikiLeaks story. There was a huge embarrassment for your network. Steven. Just like the huge embarrassment you had when you got the Comey testimony wrong. Steven, I'm trying to get to the issue of the president's fitness, which a lot of people well, are Well, I'm getting to the issue of your no, fitness, you're... but the president's, the president's <laughs> tweets absolutely reaffirmed the plain spoken truth. A self-made billionaire revolutionized reality TV and tapped <laughs> into something magical that's happening in the hearts of this country. The people that you the don't has approval people, rating in the 30s. I don't know what people, magical you're talking people, about. The people <laughs> that you don't connect with and understand, the people whose manufacturing jobs have left, who've been besieged by high crime communities, and who've been affected by a policy of uncontrolled immigration, those voices, those experiences, don't get covered on this network. That's so, why. The, I, mean, I mean, to prove the point. I was I was booked to talk about the very issues I'm just describing. And you're not even asking about them because they're not interesting facts to you. That's not true. I have plenty of questions on immigration. You've attempted to filibuster by talking about your flight. No, to the I'm president. not. I'm, no, I want to ask you a question because you, have, no, you, don't you, be you, condescending, you, Jake. Jake, Stephen, Jake. The president reason, and the no, White House. The reason why the I want to talk the about the president Jake, and the White House. The reason why I want to talk about the president's experiences, what I've seen with him traveling to meet dozens of foreign leaders, with his incredible work. Okay, you're not answering the questions. No, I understand. You have 24 hours a day of anti Trump material. You're, being, you're not going to give three minutes for the American people I to get hear it. the real experience you, you, of Donald you, Trump. There's one viewer that you care about right now, and you're being obsequious. No, you're being which, a factotum no, in order being, to please him, okay? No, and I think you know, I've, you know I I think I've wasted enough of my you viewers' know who time. I, you know who Thank I you, care Stephen. About? As Republicans, <laughs> lawmakers call you know for Attorney General about? Jeff Sessions to resign. Okay. In a major reversal, Democrats are now coming to his defense. What changed? Yeah. We'll ask All the right. top Democrat on the House and tell All right, that's enough of that. Uh, excellent. Nicely done, Jake Tapper. It was uh, up to a point. Uh, you raised a good issue when you we said, what do you expect him to say when yeah, you ask right. him that question? Uh you know, I agree, and and Jake Tapper got a lot of praise, and perhaps rightly so, for not uh, listening to this garbage and mm. trying to get the interviewee back on track. Yeah, uh, and 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 a lot of people said, well, more journalists need to do that. I agree to that extent, but I also 
you know, I think we're reaching a point where we have to ask ourselves, why are we even having them on? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And the answer, in the answer in case of cable news is uh, to keep the needle moving 24-7, mm-hmm. you know, to keep to keep uh, spewing out product 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that is the the sin and the harm of cable news, as Jon Stewart always said. Uh, it, it, they're, they're hurting America, I believe was, was his words, were yeah. his words. And, uh, it, it, that's, that's why they, they're continuing to do it. And I don't, it's not healthy. It's just, and I hate hearing people cross scream on television. Yeah, that's, you know, the, I was just, I was hearing that and I was thinking about that right at the end there. Mm-hmm. That's something that CNN still does. I think we're seeing less of it on MSNBC. Certainly, uh, yeah. we're seeing quite a bit of it still happening on Fox News Channel. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that a lot of these cable news networks still have these paid political analysts on their on their including air. including MSNBC, but yeah. uh, it's not not quite the circus there that it is uh, certainly. Well, nobody has the circus that Fox has. And again, it's it's not only about uh, keeping the show, keeping pictures and sound up twenty four seven. It's about beating everybody else. It's about getting the best numbers, which, by the way, currently Rachel is doing again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, congratulations to Rachel Maddow on that. I was really glad to see that. Uh, but at the same time, I think CNN is just being political in, in a way uh, in terms of inviting Stephen Miller on in, in terms of mm-hmm. continuing to have. In fact, I don't even know if they still have Kellyanne Conway on, but for the longest time, right. Kellyanne Conway was appearing on CNN mm-hmm. quite a bit. And I think... Maybe the reasoning was, and obviously it's going to turn into good television. I think that's that's always that's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, because people gravitate right towards that stuff. But at the same time, I think this is a matter of CNN being able to say, well, you know, look, we invite your people on the network all the time. Yeah, you know, we- I, I understand that. And, and you know, there's, there was a great debate as we as journalists began investigating Russia and reporting on it. There was a great debate as to how. By the old stand, how objective we should be, yeah. and and how how uh, fair we should try to be. There comes a point, you know, when one side says the sky is blue and the other side says the sky is green. There comes a point you need to stop care- covering the people who say the sky is green, yeah, because it's established that the sky is blue. That's no longer up for debate. And when you know that someone is not going to answer your question, or they're going to lie in answer to your question. They are no longer a source for your news. Yeah, yeah. Here's one of my, you know, and this is going back to what I was uh, was just saying, Buzz, is that, you know, I think a lot of these networks would be so much better off, and certainly the hosts would be better off if they brought in, oh, and, and the viewers better off more than anybody, is if uh, they started to bring in, or you know, basically followed the Rachel Maddow model, which is to bring in experts and reporters. Don't mm-hmm. don't bring in people like me. <laughs> don't. Right. I'm saying this. I'm, I'm throwing myself uh, under the bus at, here at your own expense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't don't hire people like me to comment on whatever news is happening in the day. While it can be entertaining to have the paid political analysts on. Uh, on cable news at the same time there's nothing that's advanced with that there's no additional information that's given a lot of times they'll call up an analyst and say all right you know what we're talking about daca today can you take an anti-daca position is that possible and then the analyst will say i think i can work something up all right we'll send a car out for you and we'll have out there that's that's you know what that's literally how it works can you take this position on this issue and if the answer is yes they send the car, and before you know it, you're in a square on cable news. Certainly, certainly at Fox. Now, in the yeah. case of Rachel's show, not to dwell on it, 
uh, she has a stable of, uh, for example, former federal prosecutors. Right. Uh, th- these are people who uh, couldn't be more objective and uh, don't necessarily have a political axe to grind. They've certainly developed opinions as they've watched this story unfold. It would be hard not to. It would be impossible not to. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's just, it's time to stop. It, it, these sorts of things get us off the story. Yeah. If If you can be on the show if the story is about you, uh, or if you are an expert, for example, a former prosecutor, if uh, that's pertinent to the discussion, mm-hmm. uh, as an example, uh, you can be the journalist who reported the story. But beyond that, uh, we, we just don't need opinions and political advisors and strategists and all the other people who tend to show up in uh, various uh, programs. Yeah, and CNN's still very guilty of that. Meanwhile, you know who's guilty mm-hmm. is uh, you know, Stephen Miller was talking about Accusing Jake Tapper of being condescending. And, you know, uh-huh. su- suddenly the Trump people are the snowflakes here in all of this. They're right, so worried right. about their feelings. Uh, you know, De- uh, Sheriff Clark, that whack job, mm-hmm. uh, tweeted uh, the other day about that very appearance on CNN by Stephen Miller. He said here, Jake Tapper was downright rude and unprofessional to Stephen Miller. Well, God damn it. They just keep stop whining. They, they just they can't <laughs> stop whining uh, whenever they're wronged in some way and their fifis get hurt. And, and we, I think. Guys, why are you picking on us? Yeah, for God's sake, you know, and, and Donald Trump making fun of uh, who did he say? He, he he was going after Steve Bannon, saying Steve Bannon was crying. Donald, yeah, yeah. oh my God, yeah. And Donald Trump is the biggest whiner in the world, and he's yeah. accusing Steve Bannon of crying. Stop and, whining, right? And, and, he, enough of this. I mean, that's another thing that I think rarely gets any. Uh, play when we're talking about Donald Trump's stability, which is, or his instability, which is the fact that he's the whiniest president in the history of the presidency. He has yeah. to be. Yeah. It's, it, you know, uh, you don't usually feel sorry for a cobra killed by another cobra, <laughs> but I, I believe that Steve Bannon cried when he was told he was fired. That probably did, in fact, happen. Yeah. That Donald Trump would betray that confidence, yeah. uh, would cut somebody to the quick that casually yeah is terrifying and if that doesn't tell you something about trump nothing will yeah and steve bannon steve bannon is finding out right now well (laughs) you know this this whole thing is baffling to me because it seems like everyone's running to the defense of donald trump and they're sending they're they basically put Steve Bannon on a on an ice floe and shoved him off to sea. I mean, it's basically like the end of the Bannon era, all because of yes, this. And, it and, is. Yeah. and and what they're doing is actually they're they're getting rid of Steve Bannon, who does, despite his whatever the hell's wrong with him physically, making him look like that. That it could shorten his life, whatever's creating this appearance. But I don't know. Uh-huh. But regardless, Donald Trump has a very distinct shelf life. Donald Trump will not be around for much longer. Donald Trump's either going to get impeached, imprisoned, or both, or he's going to lose in 2020, maybe even losing the primary in 2020, which will be a shut him down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, knock on wood, I I hope he can actually uh, end up losing the primary. Wouldn't it be great if Donald Trump was the first president, the first sitting president to ever lose a a re-elect or or a renomination specifically? That'd be some great news, but suffice to say, yeah. Donald Trump, they're, they're all getting into the Trump camp, but Trump's not going to be around much longer. Steve Bannon will be around. Breitbart will be around. 
the Mercers will be around for a, a lot longer. And mm, I don't, boy, I don't, I don't know. I really, uh, you know, I've studied this a lot this week, and I really do buy into the theory that Bannon is history, uh, despite his. Now, oh, I will I say, agree. That he's, I, agree. I will say, I will say, he's determined. He he may believe that he can, and he prides himself uh, on having before picked himself up and carried forward. Uh, he is a bit of a survivor in that way. Uh, and I do think that he believes that he will carry on. Yeah. But you cannot uh, conduct the revolution within the Republican Party that he wants to conduct without money. And the Mercers have now abandoned him, the, the wealthy family that uh, was backing some of his activities, even some of his activities that we now know against Trump early in the primaries. Yeah. Bannon uh, and, and the Mercers worked together to try to uh, discredit or certainly get oppo research on Donald Trump before they ended up supporting him. Yep, that's right. Uh, so, I mean, along those lines, let's get into this story a little bit before we wrap up today. Uh, the uh, the lawyers for the publisher of Fire and Fury have uh, sent a response back to Trump's lawyers about the uh, cease and desist, which, you know, yes. the, the greatest thing in the world was the fact that Trump issued this stupid cease and desist order to the uh, to the publisher of Fire and Fury. And then they decided uh, to uh, comply by moving up the release date to. Uh, <laughs> I loved that. I yeah. love that. That was a, a nice way to say F you. Yeah. Uh, somebody tells you not to publish a book and you publish it four days earlier than you said you were going to. Right. So, so the response here is great. It says here, uh, should you pursue litigation against Henry Holt or Mr. Wolf, we are quite confident that Dr. Documents related to the contents of the book and the possession of Mr. Trump, his family members, his businesses, his campaign, and his administration will prove particularly relevant to our defense. That's a little mm -hmm. bit of an FU right there. Yeah. Our response is firm as it has to be. I am writing you today to explain why this is a matter of great importance. It is a matter of much more than fire and fury. The president is free to call news fake and to blast the media. That goes against convention, but it is not unconstitutional. Uh, but a demand to cease and desist a publication, a clear effort by the president of the United States to intimidate a publisher into halting publication of an important book on the workings of the government is an attempt to achieve uh, what is called prior restraint. That is yes. something that yes. no American court would order as it right. is flagrantly unconstitutional. That's beautiful. beautiful. So, so, so obvious. And of course, Donald Trump is never going to sue these guys. He's going to no. threaten to sue. And then and just, just as he has so many times before, threatened but not followed through. And, and many of the silly cases he did follow through on, he lost. So, Buzz, I want to get your read on this. I, I have a theory that Donald Trump is not going to appear at that physical on the 12th, that he's not going to go mm. up to Walter Reed and submit to a, a physical by an army doctor or military doctor. I think he's going to find some way to get out of it. And something if he, could come up. Yeah. 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 But uh, what, what do you think? Do you think he's actually going to go? Because I keep hearing, yeah, I keep hearing like, well, every time he announces something that's going to happen, like for example, his fake news awards, it's going to be uh -huh. on Monday. Uh -huh. Oh, but wait, because of, Weirdly, because of popular demand, we're pushing back even further to the 17th. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't think he's ever going to go to Walter Reed. He never follows through with these things. What do you think? <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I don't know. But, and here's why I say I don't know. Uh, the bravado in him, yeah. the, the braggadocious part of him, <laughs> thinks that he will do very, very well on his physical. Yeah. In fact, he will probably say he did very, very well even when we see results to the contrary. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, so he may not have any fear of going to that. I mean, uh, fear being interviewed by Bob Mueller, 
I don't see him being afraid of the physical. Uh, that being said, uh, your gut instinct is also correct. Uh, you know, as I said, uh, jokingly, uh, something could come up. He yeah. just, uh, he, last minute, can't make it. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, well, he's already, uh, he's, he's already put off the fake news awards. <laughs> right. Are, were you hoping for a nomination, Buzz? Are you? Uh... <laughs> oh, you know, the, it, it, it's just an honor to be nominated. I'll say that. <laughs> That's right. Wouldn't it be awesome, though, if if suddenly uh, oh, I they're do, he's doing the fake news awards. It's Buzz Burbank news and comment. Fake news. Yeah. Like, I wonder what category that would even be. I, I have no idea how he's planning to do this. It is just... Again, it's just one of those things where you have to well, scratch your head and go, how the fuck is this happening with a sitting president of the United States doing a, an award show for the fake news? Right, and it's not funny. It's frightening. It's it's yeah. a frightening, terrifying thing, and it comes at a very bad time. Absolutely. It's. I mean, again, talk about borderline unconstitutional. I think this is uh, either... Either un- directly unconstitutional, directly a violation of the, the uh, free press clause in the First Amendment, or uh, pretty damn close to it. It's got to be. Lock him up. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, lots more to get to on the Postmortem Show. That's coming up on our Patreon page. If you want to subscribe, go to bobseska.com and click the all-caps Patreon link just beneath the logo. It's right next door, right next door to the uh, Amazon link. So if you're clicking stuff, why not click the Patreon link, too? You sign up for $5 a month to support the show at $5 a month. You get the Postmortem Show. It's additional content that we uh, we include right here at the end, uh, right after the credits roll. Uh, if you sign up at $10 a month, you get the Postmortem Show plus the Friday After Party with the lovely and talented Kimberly A. Johnson. Really good after party last Friday, but I don't say so myself. If you missed last, uh, last week's after party, you want to go and catch up on that one. Uh, plus, if you sign up at $15 a month, you get the Postmortem Show, you get the After Party plus... We take all the commercials out of this version of the show, so you get that too. Oh, and plus, lots of little bonuses. And I'm thinking, Buzz, I'm thinking about doing a uh, in commemoration. And I, I wasn't planning on announcing this today. I just uh, might as well. Where? In, in commemoration of uh, of the one one year anniversary of, of Chez's death, I was thinking about putting together a best of Chez that'll come up at the uh, probably oh. the end of the end of February for our Patreon subscribers. That so. that would be nice. Yeah. I, I think people would really enjoy hearing that. So uh, that'll come up, but it's only, I think it's only going to be on the Patreon page. So you want to sign up right. over there for at least a dollar a month, and then you'll get uh, get all those bonus things. Plus, the plus uh, Bob has the reading of the Steele dossier. That's right. I was just going <laughs> to say that. I, I read through all 30-some-odd pages of the Steele dossier and, uh, and put that all together with the... Uh, with all my terrible Russian pronunciations, so that's their Patreon page. You're not going to do the 321 pages of the Glenn Simpson testimony? No, sorry.